after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about commercials today. We're talking about the good ones, we're talking about the bad ones, and we're talking about the ones where people say weird shit like this. What do you do for fun? Not this. My name is Andrew Walsh. Her name is Genevieve Has. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. It's trying something new. Her name. My name, her name. I was trying to go, no, it's kind of dehumanized you a little bit, didn't it? Well, you just sound like a weird, uh, one of those like AI conversation robots that's trying to learn how to talk to people. That's not probably as far from the truth as I would <laughs> hope. But anyway, hey, uh, what's coming up on the show today? Um, well, you know how occasionally we will get fooled by an ad that is actually a spec ad. That is, it was created by a filmmaker or a commercial maker not for money and not for really for the product, but just to like show people what they could do mm-hmm. potentially for a product. Or sometimes is it also like, hey, I made this thing. Do you want to buy it and use it, Volvo? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of that's sometimes that's like the 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 platonic ideal, but it tends to be more like something that uh, commercial makers do to sort of show what they can do. Mm. And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are you know, in all of heaven and earth, there are probably examples of ones being just bought and used by Volvo or whatever. But Mm -hmm. like more often it's more to sort of like show their range of skills and techniques and abilities. Okay. Um, So, you know, they might do one for Volvo, but they might get hired by Avion or something. Right. Okay, cool. And so we're going to look just at the spec ads. We're going to look at a bunch of ads that have never actually aired today. That's right. And of course, not never aired is a, is a, is an outmoded concept because, of course, anything and everything can air on the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God for Vimeo because it is a absolute hmm. treasure ch- treasure chest of um, of spec ads. Hmm. So okay. I'm excited, but I'm excited to tell you how to make a good spec ad because I found a great handbook. All right, good. And also, um, we have one thing in the ad council that you are very excited about. It sounds like it's a new twist on. It's toasted. That's right. Yeah. And I I went down a deep rabbit hole uh, thanks to one of our listeners who posted on the Facebook group. And welcome to all the new Facebook group members. I just approved five of you today. And it is great to see the community continuing to grow. Did you vet them thoroughly? They all answered the questions. None of them were robots. Yeah. That's what a robot would say. (laughs) Spoken like a true (laughs) robot. All right. Let's start with these spec ads. All right. Um, now you had a special. You want to kind of run through these, yeah. I with mean, there a are, format. There right? are a million ways. There are a million spec ads out there. So how do you choose the ones that are most interesting or the most worthy of discussion? Um, and I stumbled across this article from something called StudioBinder.com, which seems to be like I think it's for creatives. You know, it's just sort of like a. a, a place for articles and content for creative uh, people who are in creative industries. This article was called uh, Eight Ways to Make Your Spec Commercial Stand Out. And it has essentially eight rules that uh, you should you should keep in mind when you're making a spec commercial uh, to to make them be the most uh, appealing to a potential buyer. Okay. 
Um, so I'm gonna just really quickly go through these eight rules. Keep your, com- your, keep your spec commercial short. Use a well-known brand. Understand your brand's voice. Work backwards to a tagline. Hmm. Choose, Work backwards to a tagline. Yeah, More I've got that. some great okay, examples uh, of that. Yeah. Uh, choose unique product benefits. Avoid sexual innuendo. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving that a bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, keep, your ads, your, keep your spec ad style your own. And blast your spec ads. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> I don't even know what to do. I don't blast your... <laughs> Blast your spec ads. I think that that's more. The last two are sort of hard to illustrate or quantify, uh-huh. right? Like I don't know if you know what like Vimeo user, you know, sixty nine nice, mm-hmm. what his style is. Actually, I probably can figure that yeah. one out. But <laughs> yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's right. hard to know like what a what a novice filmmaker's personal brand or style is. Uh-huh. And as far as the blast your spec ads, that's more about like how to get it out there in the in the world so that it will be seen by the by you know creative directors and people who would hire you i know it's been a while but um when i was going to the gym on kind of a regular basis i was in there one time and there was this guy and he was just blasting his spec ads <laughs> and he was like making that grunting sound when he was doing it yeah and it really i was just like i well, did don't not want to be spec around ad days, yeah, what I no, always say. that's right um, All right, so you have examples of commercials following these, and I would assume also maybe breaking these. Yeah, rules, or so no? so I went through some. I went through a bunch of spec ads, and I found um, some examples that uh, that either adhere to these rules or, in a few cases, really don't adhere to these rules. So okay. let's start with keep your spec commercial short. Uh huh. I mean, I think that's sort of obvious i mean we we talk all the time about how effective you know sometimes even 15 second ads Mm -hmm. can be and in an era of uh reduced attention spans uh you know 30 seconds even is a long Mm -hmm. time so i want you to play uh this is an ad for listerine and keep in mind uh, just as i mean i know i'm sort of beating a dead horse here i'm feeding a fed horse here (laughs) um that these are all commercials that no one paid for Mm -hmm. you know some filmmaker thought I can make a great ad for, for in this case, Listerine, and maybe Listerine will see it, or maybe some other uh, someone else who's hiring a commercial maker will see it and want to want to hire me. So, in some cases, the production values look as if they came right out of you know a major studio, and in some cases, because people's budgets are what they are, uh, the the production values are a little bit less. But I think mm-hmm. you can often see like the the nugget of talent in these. Okay. This is a, an ad for Listerine, um, and I think this one is a good ad and has some some interesting and funny bits to it. But it goes on three or four beats too mm. long. So let me just set this up for you. Uh, this is uh, written and directed by someone named Dustin Hahn. Um, it is a single shot of a pretty generically handsome white guy uh, in front of a all white background. Uh, he's wearing a. My guess is that might be Dustin Hahn. It's possible. I mean. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. I mean, I like, it's hard to say. I don't know. He doesn't, if, if so, it's not obvious. Uh, he's wearing a blue t-shirt and holding up a bottle of blue Listerine in the same sort of same color as his t-shirt. Okay. And he's standing in front of a sink. Oh. Ah, refreshing and minty. What a ride. But hey, that's Listerine Ultra Clean for you. Hi, my name is John in this commercial. I'm approachable and trustworthy. The sink is not attached to anything. According to top science, Listerine Ultra Clean kills 98% of germs in your mouth. That other 2%? 
We'll get them. <laughs> Don't you worry. We'll we'll get them. That's good. That and that should be where the scene ends. We'll He's get still him. staring at the but camera. Still, by the way, there's like a minute left in this. Thing. And that's kind of funny. So you know, like he just he like we'll get him, and then he stares at the camera for a long time, like uncomfortable silence, which I like. Yeah, yeah, I that like part that. I like yeah, the uncomfortable yeah. silence. That's funny. All right, so let's pick it up with this uncomfortable silence again. For a deep clean, choose Listerine. Oh, this is a separate ad. Oh, well, that would explain why it's so long then. Yeah, the, we just went to a title screen where it says this is the spec ad number two that's about to Oh, begin. then this is a terrible example of this. Or a great example. Or it's a good like, example yeah. of him keeping it short. He yes. ended it exactly where he should. Absolutely. Okay, so now here's the second example of Listerine. Let's take a listen to this. Hi, I'm John, a handsome everyman with a generic name. Did you know that Listerine Ultra Clean is the leading antiseptic mouthwash on the market? So why do we need a commercial then? <laughs> We want to keep it that way. <laughs> Brushing your teeth only cleans. Are you kidding? Then he knocks the bottle off the sink. Brushing your teeth only cleans 25% of your mouth. That's why 9 out of 10 dentists recommend using Listerine Ultra Clean to clean 100%. And you know what? That 10th dentist is a jerk. I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like his face. <laughs> For a deep clean, choose Listerine. I will say that that second one is too many jokes. Yeah, they yeah. sort of let it. They sort of let him just keep kind of riffing on it, uh -huh. and I think it would have been better if he had like stopped with "I don't like him" or "He's a jerk." Yeah, you right. Know? Yeah, I don't like his face. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I I really do like these, and I and I obviously looked at these too quickly and didn't realize that it was too as broken. But I do mm -hmm. think the second one could could use a little bit of a trim. Yeah, the second one had three jokes. I don't think the, the bottle falling was funny at all. No, it, it actually felt like something that maybe happened you know, maybe. accidentally yeah. and they tried, they thought maybe it would be like a, it would play well mm -hmm. on, in the ad. But, um, but I do love the ad, the joke at the beginning, like, we'll get them. Yeah. I gotta say, if you're just showing off your technical skills, I would, like, I would say that shows off that actor's ability to do comedy more than anything because from a technical standpoint the audio mix on that's really bad yeah you can hear it you can hear the audio changing with each shot you can it's not smooth at all no i think that what it shows off is like the construction and the writing mm -hmm. the construction of like the format yeah the plain white background like the yeah creative. and just sort of like the creative like the the structure of the commercial i think if you have better production values um like you could you can have that concept work you just need like a little bit smoother production yeah um, and of course you know who knows what budget you know he's an independent filmmaker like who knows what budget he's working with so many spec ads that i've seen and again as you pointed out a lot of them come our way because i'm looking for one thing that fits a category on our show and then you're watching it and you're like oh that's really on the nose and you're like oh wait that was a spec ad i find that those tend to be or the ones i've seen have been more like heavily produced and dramatic. I think the last one I saw was um where we talk about death in commercials or something, but it was an it was an ad for I want to say Johnny Walker and it was a guy taking a walk and it looked like he was walking with his brother, but it was the final walk. He was actually oh, yeah, the he was ashes spreading the ashes. Then sharing a final drink with his ghost they brother. They run they run the full gamut. They run the same gamut that other commercials mm -hmm. do. They run every they are on every level of production, every tone uh, from the silliest and the grossest to the most epic. Mm -hmm. um, this next one is, um, I'm, it's for rule number two, use a well-known brand. Mm -hmm. There are a lot out there, and I didn't bother to grab any of them, although I did find one that I have to mention 
although I don't think we should show it, there's no words in it, that shows, um, how do I even describe this? It shows a Roman centurion standing before a stone wall that crumbles open. Inside the crumbled open wall is a woman who is naked, and you can see her nipples. She's naked except for uh, like a chain, sort of like chains that form like kind of like chain lingerie, chain mail lingerie. Uh-huh. And then... Um, Thank God for Vimeo. Can't get away with that on YouTube. We are not even at the craziest part yet. <laughs> the the camera lingers on her greased up naked body for quite a while. It's very professionally shot. You'll send me a link to all Yeah, this, I'll send right? you yeah, the link. thank you. Um, and then cut to a big cross and then Jesus of Nazareth also comes out of the cave and he and the naked woman walk toward the centurion and it's for lingerie. Wow. Yes. Is she supposed to be Mary Magdalene? Great question. I don't know. And are you bringing this up now because it wasn't even a well-known brand of lingerie? Exactly. It was like if it had been for something I'd ever heard of, Uh it was so bonkers that I was really tempted to show it to you, but it was for some... I think a real brand, but not not anything I'd ever heard of, mm. some obscure brand of lingerie. And I was kind of like, this is right. this feels so off the beaten path that it's, it would only be sharing it with you for the weirdness of it. Was it Fredericks of Bethlehem by any <laughs> chance? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so for, what have you picked for a well-known brand? Then? Well, basically all the ones I've, I'm sharing with you today uh-huh. are for well-known brands, but this is for Tesla. Um, and it's a it's a really great example of a spec commercial. Um, it's shot, I think you'll find, pretty much like a professional car commercial. Um, you have a sort of middle-aged white guy sitting at the uh, wheel of his Tesla. And I don't know if you know this, but Teslas are electric. Oh. That's kind of their thing. Mm. Oh, they um, make electric Teslas They make electric Teslas, Teslas mm. now. And but this guy is uh, he's enjoying his ride so much that you're going to hear you're going to hear what he does to enjoy this, uh, this uh, Tesla ride. I think I have an idea. Getting in his white Tesla. He pets the little T insignia. <coughs> it shows off some of the little features like the door handle that pops out. <laughs> He's driving around making the... to the car driving through a cornfield or a wheat field and Silently. it's totally silent. This says it takes a while to get used to our sound, Tesla. That's really good. Now that has the production uh, style, sensibility and I guess I don't know oomph yeah. that I expect from these things, really showing off like the modern Exactly. Um, can you go back to that and let me see who who did that one. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I actually wrote it in the thing. Um, yeah. Yehomatan Richter Levin or Levine Levin, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, uh, what his deal is. He seems like he has some kind of resources. That was a pretty well made commercial. Although, you know, it's amazing what people can do now. I mean, amateur filmmakers have access to drones. I mean, it's mm-hmm. incredible what can be shot with very 
consumer grade technology. Yeah, yeah. I'm always amazed. Well, I just did a quick Google on him. He's got a website. He's identified as a German director. And there's tons. There's probably about 15 very similar looking kind of commercials, as similar meaning as far as like kind of production value is concerned, on his website, all posted to Vimeo. I don't know if these are all specs, but if that was definitely a spec ad, maybe all of these are. He's got yeah, things for know. Jaguar, I mean- Porsche. He's, he seems to be BMW. a pretty professional filmmaker, so I'm sure he's I'm sure he's getting paid to make films. I just mm-hmm. this one with that particular ad was included actually in the article that yeah. uh, that I got all these rules from. That's interesting. Um, all right, so he's using a well-known brand. Uh, he's doing a good job. Um, good for you, Johanneton. Yeah, good job, Johanneton. Um, so then number three, understand your brand's voice. And I thought this one was interesting um, because think about some of the brands that we know uh, and without, you know, we, I think you could show me a commercial for, um, you know, I'm trying to think, I'm struggling to think of an example except other than the one that I'm about to have you play here. But like you could show me an ad for something and take out all the branding, mm-hmm. but I would know from the style like what the what the ad was for or mm-hmm. what, you know, what the product was. Um, this is a spec ad by uh, Carlos Flores uh, for Target. Oh, that's a perfect example. And Target is like such a... It has its own style. Yeah. This is like... Bright, you, often incorporating red, obviously. Lots of red, lots of bright colors, lots of sort of suburban, ide- idealistic, or, you know, mm-hmm. idyllic suburban landscapes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's often got... often bouncy. Very bouncy. Yeah. All of that is is here in this ad. But this ad is like almost to a fault... It's that. Mm. So why don't you hit play? Okay, so this is for uh, Target. And yeah. What's the scene here? Uh, you got a like a, a kidney shaped swimming pool in a backyard somewhere, and a woman in a red bikini is uh, about to jump into it. How do you know when you are wearing the perfect bathing suit? When you feel so adventurous, so beautiful. She's moving in slow motion so as you're happy, hearing this. So sexy. So much fun that all dogs will inevitably chase you around. And then at the very end, as the dog is also in slow motion jumping after her uh, into the swimming pool, its body is like being sort of replaced sporadically with the target, you know, uh, red, white, and red and white. Yeah, it is very. I know it sounds not pleasing way. It's like, not a super pleasing no, way. No, and it's this doesn't you know it starts so it uses this dynamic text across the screen that is a little bit too dynamic yes. for starters. Like whoever made this played around with too many toys. It's so extra. It's yeah, and so the I understand what they're going for, the voice a little bit. It's very it's simple. It's all one shot that's in slow motion as this woman jumps into the pool with this text going on. The te- the text is a little bit much. But then this idea that even all dogs will follow you around, what the hell are you I even don't like- talking about? I feel like somebody said, I have a dog that'll jump in the pool yes. with you. Yes. A lot of these ads feel like they started with a, I have a something. Yes. And then the dog starts like flashing in this like really janky yes. way. Like he becomes the target symbol, but like a dog shaped target symbol. This started off feeling like a target ad and ended feeling like a high school project. It, this ad, like they clearly were like, what's the target, you know, brand and I brand identity, but they leaned into it too hard. Can you just play it once again so we can hear how the voice actor actress who is uh who is doing the the this read is like 
giving it too much. Yeah, I don't love the read either. For some reason, I want to be a little bit more forgiving on that only because... I'm sure she was told to. I mean... Yes, and also, like, I don't know. This is... I hope I'm not, like, undervaluing the the voiceover. But I feel like if you're trying to... Let's say you're a director and you're using this to show off your skills. Like, you get whoever you can to do the voiceover, but that can be easily swapped out with somebody better if you get hired. You I know suppose I mean? so, but I mean, you have to judge it. You have to yeah. judge the whole thing, right? Yeah, no, that's true. How do you know when you are wearing the perfect bathing suit? When you feel so adventurous, so beautiful, so happy, so sexy, so much fun that all dogs will inevitably chase you around. I'm, I'm, You're so sexy that dogs will inevitably chase yeah, you around? What that, are you talking about? What are you talking about? about? And I don't, I don't care. And why do you want dogs chasing you around? Well, I, you know, I like dogs. You want a dog chasing you around Not in a bikini? Not chasing me, necessarily chasing me. That's too much attention from dogs. But I don't care. I know you can get a better voice actor, but that di- somebody directed her to do yeah. that, and that's the director's job. Yeah. Let's see. So this is for a. They made this for. Um, they have a Kickstarter campaign. This is directed by Carlos Flores. It says, please support our Kickstarter campaign. Shoot your way to the top. We really appreciate any donation that can help us complete our documentary. So I wonder what the documentary is about. Shoot your way to the top on zero budget. Our mission is to empower people to make their own creative projects. That's what they're, I guess that's what their um, Kickstarter is for. But why why is the Target ad connected with this Kickstarter? This is a Michigas, my friend. I don't know. Um, Here's another one that I think really, in a good way, or mostly in a good way, nailed the brand identity and the voice of the brand. And this is a, an ad for Levi's. Um, oh, you love the vibe of a Levi's. I do love the vibe of a Levi's ad. And this uh, clearly is someone who's paying attention to that. This is more in the vein of like, remember those ones where they would they would just like read a poem by, um, I forget who it was, it was like Walt Whitman or some mm-hmm. great American poet. Um, those were directed by Lynch, David is that, Lynch. Are those the ones that were directed by David so, Lynch? Yeah. This is not quite that, but There's it's... a Bukowski one in there? Yeah, yeah, so this is this has that feel, although I don't think that the, the text you're hearing, correct me if someone knows I'm wrong, uh, is anything that's been previously written by an author. What you're hearing is a woman's voice. Uh, she's It's a voiceover, and it's, she's presumably the, the star of this ad, who's a, a young-ish, attractive woman, but she's working in a t- typically male environment. She's working on a, in a, like a garage, working on cars, okay. with a lot of other like male mechanics is this going to be like that amy grant video baby baby i'm taken by the notion where she's like a a cute female mechanic and she's got a little bit of oil dripping down her face and then somebody wipes it away sorry i'm not as intimately familiar with the amy grant oeuvre as you are (laughs) i'll take that as a yes i'm awfully greedy i want to be a man and a woman i want everything from life I don't rush. I observe. I feel. I record. I want to be selfish and unselfish. See, it is difficult to get all which I want from life. But being loved, being admired, being necessary. That's what it's all about. 
Be somebody. Oh yeah, very gritty, black and white. Yeah. Um, we should say that evocative. the filmmaker here is Christian Huck. Yes, as produced by Horace Film, it says. I don't know what Horace Film is. Um, but yeah, that definitely feels like a Levi's commercial. Yeah, I mean, you can totally see see that it's Levi's. Now, I think that the the writing of that script is a leaves some something to be desired. It's a little bit nonsensical towards the end. Like, what is she actually asking for? Yeah, it seemed to me, and that's why I want to. Let's just uh, sorry to do this. Did, 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 let's just Google these words and see if they come up as a poem or something. Do you mind just doing this? Because it just seemed a little bit much to me. I, it hooked me at the beginning, and you were talking before about how long. So this uh, commercial is a full minute spot. Yeah. I feel like this could have been a 30 second or better. It, I agree, like, yeah. I was kind of surprised by how much it sucked me in at first, but then by the end I was zoning out. Yeah, I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> I'm awfully greedy. I want to be a man and a woman. I want everything from life. I don't rush. Okay, so there we are hearing it again. It does look like this is a oh, real quote Oh, you're right. It's from, from Simone from... de Beauvoir. Okay, so... Well, then that's exactly that. Um that that idea that uh, was that was it's the same premise then that was uh, from those earlier Levi's ads. Why? Oh, you oh you mean by just taking a piece? Yeah, of, like from of a known, well-known known writer. Writer. Okay, who is she, by the way? Oh, Simone de Beauvoir. Um, well, she wrote the Second Sex. I hope that's correct. Uh, she's a famously a, a feminist like pioneering feminist okay. writer. See, I think that's, so it is taking inspiration from that very specific campaign, which I like. Um, and then I, the other ones I noticed, if I'm remembering it correctly, those other Levi ads, I think we even commented on how like, they were very masculine writers. I'm pretty sure Hemingway was one, and I think Bukowski was one. So I actually like the idea. Of course, we don't know, let's see, did we know who the filmmaker on that one was? Um, Christian Huck. Okay, so do we know Christian? I guess is probably a guy. That's I usually guess. a man's name. Yeah, yeah. Because I was wondering if maybe a um, female filmmaker made this and said, you know, almost like a response. Sort right. Of. Either way, I do feel like it's a response by having a famous feminist writer. Now I feel bad that I called that writing a mess. I was. Uh, I love Simone de Beauvoir. <laughs> I've never read anything by her. Should I? Is she? Is it literature or is it more like um, theory and? Yeah, it's more like theory. Oh, uh, never mind then. <laughs> you just read it and tell me what I need to know about it. I'll see if I can dig, dig up my 11th grade uh, book report that I did on. Oh, really? On second okay. sex, yeah. Um, and then, oh, you have an example of what not to do? This is bonkers. Okay, this is like, so Chase Freedom, you know, Chase Bank, and they have like some credit card that's called the, you know, Freedom Card or whatever. I can't think of a less, of a, of, of a, spec commercial that got a brand less right so you're going to be hearing a voiceover it is the inner thoughts of a very cute pug like a dog so once again we have dogs and chase which is how we started with the target ad dogs chasing you sort of yeah um and the music that is being played over that's being played over it is the is the theme I'm pretty sure to Shawshank Redemption and the uh -huh. idea is that the dog is like trapped in the house like a prisoner and and wants freedom and he okay. sees like the people going outside but it really and it, it's like it's almost like it's a 
a take on like the Brooks suicide scene from Shawshank Redemption, oh, except dear. it's about a dog. What? I mean, the dog doesn't die or anything, but it's just like, just play it. It's a mess. I'm a prisoner. The walls are starting to feel like they're closing in. I have bad dreams like I'm falling. Wake up. Scared. Sometimes it takes me a while to remember where I am. I don't like it here. I'm tired of being afraid all the time. I don't deserve this. I just want to point out, I mean, you set this up, but like we're seeing these shots of a very cute dog who does look kind of sad. But like in the background, you know, he's just in a nice upper class suburban looking house where you see like people outside playing by the pool. But he's inside. Right. And pugs do have just sort of a sad face with their big eyes and everything. But there's no reason for this dog to be so sad. I'm waiting for the payoff. No one does. He, he he looks outside and it appears to be raining, but then you see it's just a woman like watering the plants. Outside. outside. Okay, and we see the shot from the outside. She's watering the plants, and then the screen says, break free. Chase freedom? <laughs> Does that seem like the weirdest what ad for a bank? in the world are you <laughs> a doing, card? Sam Beninati, who yeah. apparently did this one? What is going on? What is that supposed to even mean? I don't know. Be? I thought that one was so Again, funny. Maybe it's another one where I have a dog. You know, like yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know. Hey, I you know what? Done. This pug looks like it wants to be, be free. Yeah, I saw the pug looking sad out of a window once, and I had an idea. By the way, um, when you said that the music is off, I thought immediately, I know what bank music sounds like. What do you think bank music sounds like? Um, I don't know what. I think bank music is very plucky, okay, and airy in a commercial. Don't you think? I even have a piece of. I have a piece of tape here that I'm going to try to find on the fly that I used to use as bed music during ads on TBTL, and I don't know if I was allowed to use it. I think it was, um, I'm pretty sure it was royalty free, but here, uh, well, this is ukulele. This could work for a bank. Chase, we know you have yeah, a lot of ha- things on your mind. This has been used One for something. Thing, maybe that's just uh, or I'd, something very similar to. Maybe it. Luke and I use that as bed music for uh, some of these. And now I'm looking for. I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think this might be another one that I grabbed off the internet. Uh, no, that's that's too cheery for a bank. What about <laughs> this one? And maybe not that one so much, but the ukulele definitely. <laughs> I feel like that ukulele one is more like. I have a pet walking service or something. Yeah, but can't you? Isn't that kind of the 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 vibe of a lot of like commercials? Especially, I think Chase has that very spare, like white background, blue logo, and I could see like when you're starting your own business, you need to yeah. whatever, and then somebody's going down the street with their dog. We've and, talked about this before, but banks, I think, are going through an identity crisis mm-hmm. in terms of their marketing because for years and years and years, banks were just you know, big stone edifices where your money was safe and mm-hmm. it was reliable and uh, old white people were in charge, mm-hmm. which as we all know is the recipe mm-hmm. for good things happening. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and now it's like, oh, banks are approachable. Banks are for young people. Like banks don't, are coffee shops. Don't, banks are coffee shops. Banks are massage parlors. Like I don't whoa, know. Whoa, whoa. You know, like bank, no one knows what a bank is. I could be a bank. Anything could be a bank. <laughs> a <laughs> bank is a construct. One more question before we move on to your next category. Are you a bank? I you don't you you don't know. I don't, don't know. assume whether That's I'm why a bank. I'm asking. <laughs> is it polite to ask a woman if she's a bank? <laughs> Um, all right, so that was understanding your brand's voice. I think we've seen how to, how not to. <laughs> um, the next rule on our list here is work backwards to a tagline. That sounds like something I would do that you would then complain about. Like, right. I come up with a pun in the car, I think it's clever, then I say we should build a show around that. Right. And you say, that's not how this I, works, that's not how any of this works. I think that the the fly in that ointment <laughs> is that your puns are always like it's a tortured pun and these are not typically like these aren't taglines that are like you know just based around a stupid pun they're like actual taglines for the for the product wow you are throwing a lot of stuff at me right now that i would really like to address including the words (laughs) tortured and stupid which is not how i describe my art all right well um this first one is for adidas and this thing went viral. I mean, it went so viral. I mean, it was all over the internet. Uh, I saw it in multiple places. There was articles were written about it. Um, it's quite long, and it is going to take some narration. Um, but interestingly, even despite how viral it went, it's a disturbing enough subject matter that Adidas really didn't want any part of it. They 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 kind of they were they said well, we're they not. don't they don't need to i mean they get it all that they, way right, right they get yeah they Something don't have to pay anybody with their name all over it but yeah. they distance themselves but people are still saying adidas yeah i don't know what this is by the way do you think that this would have made its way to me when was this uh blowing up a couple of years ago i yeah i don't really know okay. um but it has uh, over 14 million views on youtube okay um and there you know i've seen some articles about it so the the story here and again i think i'm gonna have to narrate it uh and it's quite long it's a, a minute and a half is there's a very elderly man who we see as a former marathon runner living in a retirement home. And it's more like a nursing home than it is a retirement home. Mm -hmm. And he's living this sort of like very limited, sort of like demoralizing life. But then he spots his old Adidas shoes like in a corner of the room and he puts them on and every day... He tries to run out of the the yeah. the nursing home, but the the nurse ratchet types and the orderlies like physically wrestle him back into this prison like oh nursing home until at the very end his fellow uh nursing home residents form a blockade that allows him to break out of the door and run off into the wilderness. Wow, does he ever throw a th- a sink through a window. I mean, that's what it makes you think of, right? Is one floor with a cuckoo's <laughs> right. nest. And then also at the end, now I guess an elderly man who apparently needs to be uh, under supervision is just running around right. in the wild. Let's do another commercial where we see his family and their reaction and they're like, when they get the phone call. What the ever <laughs> Right. All right, let's take a listen. You see, he's just sad, sitting on his bed, very institutionalized. Eating oatmeal with a bunch of other dead-eyed people. He sees someone outside running by. He's like that pug. This is very much like that pug. Yeah, it's the same story as the pug, basically. Now he sees his shoes. His old Adidas. 
And now we see him running down the hallway and his neighbors who are pretty well into dementia. Whoa, like, so we see somebody watering that their television. Is dark. We see somebody watering their television with a watering can just pouring water yeah. on their TV because they see think a woman it's a dancing plant. by her like which, dancing with a partner but without a partner. Which that is almost kind of like okay, maybe she, you know, maybe she's just dancing and practicing. You know what I mean? But like, watering a television is Watering a the television pale. is just like wow. Yeah. It's pretty dark, right? He's running. He's looking more and more like sort of uh, alive, but as he yeah. gets close to the door, the orderlies and the mean nurse like drag Whoa, him back. Oh, that nurse is. Now he's rattling the doors again. He's, he's looking more and more determined. He's doing yeah. weightlifting. And this one guy who's also wearing an Adidas sweater is watching him do this fruitless attempt every day. And he's sort of like becoming inspired. They took his shoes away. Yeah, then the mean nurse takes his shoes away and hides them. Now he's looking like he did at the beginning. All now the Adidas sweater guy brings him his shoes. He stole the shoes back. And you can see pictures of our hero here, like from when he was a young man and a marathoner. And now all of his fellow nursing home residents are clapping and cheering him on and waving white handkerchiefs. And a watering can. And the watering can. And now they form a barricade, and the the nursing staff can't get through. And uh, he gets outside. And he's wearing an undershirt and shorts. He looks Who knows good. what the weather's like? It says "break free." Break free, which is also that was the tagline. Wasn't that the pug tagline? You know what? I wonder if there's not some, if the pug one wasn't somehow a joke about this one. I'll bet you. I'll bet you a million but bucks. But if so, it was poorly executed. No, that's true because it's not like... It's not like a direct yeah. parody of it. It's just, you know, it's sort of but like a similar free, idea. But break free, the same tagline. If this was really viral, then other people trying to draft off it. Yeah, I don't know. It's possible. It's a, it's a working theory. Yeah. I mean, it is very different, though, because it doesn't have narration. Although, how do you do it without narration with the pug? I don't know. Well, I would... I mean, I think you could do... The, if you showed the dog running to the door... With, like, little doggy tennis shoes on. With little doggy tennis shoes on. Yeah. I'm actually more about... Now, I'm more there I'm, for that, right, you know? Now I'm trying to figure this out. Um, and then at the very end, you see um, the, the silver alert goes out, and it looks like everybody's scrambling to yes. look for him. Is that what they call it? The silver alert, I think? When a, an elderly person yeah. goes missing? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Um, so, Break Free. I feel like that one really does, like, there's a huge buildup. I mean, it's a minute and a half, and it's a buildup, but it's to this idea yeah. of Break Free. Like, that's what it starts. That's that's the nugget, you know, and it really builds to that in a way that the the pug one does not. Yeah, right. All. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's that. Now I get it. Work backward to a tagline. We'll remember that. Well, I won't. I don't remember anything. But it would be nice if I could remember that because I feel like there have been a lot of commercials that we've talked about where we've seen this idea implemented really well and some where it's implemented really poorly, right? You get to the end. What was the one that you played for me? That's right. This was two weeks ago. Three weeks ago, there was a commercial that was super, super viral. I think, again, it was a spec commercial. Everybody was saying, hey, uh, no, it wasn't a spec commercial. It was a commercial for Subway from a different country. 
that had nothing to do with Subway at all. Do you remember this? It was oh yeah, it was uh, it was like this long. It was like sort of a boy's life. Yeah, a bo- uh, yeah, exactly. This, growing up, like grow- this baby growing up into a man, and then like at the end, he gets a Subway sandwich. Right, and it never been stop a- asking. What do you want on your sandwich? Right, and like there was just <laughs> that like, wasn't quite it, but it was like right, right. that dumb. Yes, and it was it, it. It could have been for literally anything, <laughs> yeah. but you felt like they thought they were being clever yes. by starting with that ending and then going backwards. Yeah, chase freedom, break free. Yeah, I mean, it could easily, it could just as easily have been for chase freedom. Yeah, I, I bitched about this last last week or two weeks ago, so I won't recap. What about the Snickers one? Is this a good example or a bad? Example? I actually think this is a great example. Um, Snickers, of course, has is sort of notorious for their funny commercials, and they really like lean into these like little skits. And of course, they have the "You're not you when you're snick mm-hmm. when you're hungry or when you're tired or whatever." Um, and they have like the celebrities playing other people. This is just two non-famous actors. Although I feel like the main voice you're going to hear, which is I'll call him annoying office guy, is familiar. Maybe like I've seen him in a sitcom or something. Okay. Anyway, the premise here is you've got sort of our hero there and and his annoying office mate. They're both kind of schlubby, just generic white office workers right mm-hmm. um and annoying office guy just has a lot of great lines uh as he's annoying his coworker throughout the day it really reminds me of if you haven't seen it you should really check out what we do in the shadows which mm-hmm. is a jermaine clement sitcom he did it was a movie and then he made it into a sitcom recently and there's a it's about vampires including an emotional vampire or an energy vampire and the energy vampire just works in a boring cubicle office and saps people's energy mm-hmm. by asking them annoying questions mm-hmm. all day, and that's what this makes me think of. Anyway, you're going to hear uh, mostly just the the annoying guy's voice until the very end. Hey, Kevin! How was your weekend? Been training for a marathon? I work out a lot. All those numbers are wrong. Let's go get lunch. Did you see that cat video that Martha sent out? You little kitty! <laughs> Turns out, there's like a thousand different pastas. When does Movember come this year? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Why? Oh, my God. That is the most pitch perfect joke. I know I think this guy, I don't think I know him. I think he just looks so much like Fred Savage. When does Movember come this year? <laughs> I'm thinking about growing my beard out. Something really distinguished. And then you so, and I should grow mustaches. First one. When you hear that, when you hear him stop talking, it's because his the guy he's been annoying unwraps this Snickers peanut butter square and stuffs it, stuffs it in his mouth. Okay, let's take a listen to that again. First one. The only time it's ever worth sharing. Snickers peanut butter squared. I like that. There's some good jokes in there. So many good jokes. When he just said, when is Movember coming? Like, that was like a pitch perfect joke because of how I feel about Movember. And which is basically, it's just something fun for guys to do that is masquerading as you making some actual change in the world. Right. Um, But then I cut it off before he said the best part of the joke, which is, when's Movember coming? I'm thinking about growing a beard. Yeah, there's so many things, funny things about that joke. When is November? Well, it's November. Right, exactly. It's right in the name. Actually, does he even say when is November this year? <laughs> I think he says when's it coming. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, there's and he. That is a great. It's a great ad, and yeah. it builds to the only time it's ever worth sharing, which is a great. Mm-hmm. It's not yes. the actual Snickers tagline, yeah. but what a great tagline. Yep. Right, yep. and I think it's and it's very much in keeping again with the brand's voice and the the style of humor that Snickers has mm-hmm. in their ads. I think this is so perfect. I think they should hire. Um, 
Yeah, who was that? Whoever that dude was or lady. They should hire whoever that dude or lady is. Let me see here. I'm going to open it back up again. Uh, It's from Grey Cat Films. Director is a lady. Yay, Melissa Rossi. Cinematography, J.P. Barry. Actors are Kevin McShane and Ben Fagus, if I'm saying that correctly. It doesn't say who wrote it. And I actually think that the jokes are my favorite part. Um, that's really great, man. It's terrific. I want to watch more great cat, great cat films. Hire Melissa Rossi. Absolutely. All right. Um, so now the next rule. All right. The next rule is uh, choose unique product features. Okay. Uh, you know, we often talk about like, are, is this is this a commercial that's like about a mood or is it about a feature? Mm-hmm. Um, and this one for Coca Cola, I'll be interested to see if you. I watched it once and didn't really get what feature they were talking about Mm -hmm. and then i watched and then i then i read watched again and realized like oh of course it's it's fairly obvious but watch this coca-cola commercial which is really interesting it's very cinematic it takes place in sort of a dystopic future where um you have someone who's like sort of i don't know if he's living underground or in some sort of very industrial closed in kind of place uh where he has to be constantly monitoring something so that it doesn't go nuclear and explode you know it's just very sort of like uh-huh. um, i'm trying to think of the movie that it reminds me of but it's it's very scary was there something like that in lost where they had to do something in one of those yeah but this is much more industrial and sort of like it's got a very kind of like um who did brazil why am i blanking on his terry name? gilliam it's got a terry gilliam feel to it sort mm-hmm. of a uh futuristic but also very janky future where mm-hmm. it's very like mechanical mm-hmm. um and, but everything's kind of breaking uh so so go ahead and give this one this is for coca-cola it's called meltdown at outpost echo on level two uh you have a guy sleeping in his chair he's got like that aviator leather aviator hat yeah aviator kind of glasses. a mad maxi feel Suddenly, alarms are going off. He's typing quickly. He's getting orders from somewhere. Looks like he's running to a... He runs to Bay 12. Everything is critical. He's opening up the the thing. He's punching in codes. Uh-oh. He's opening up a giant door. Meltdown is imminent. Meltdown is imminent. Seven seconds away from meltdown, Genevieve. We're so close. He's closing the door again. He got it just in time. He yeah, he's taking off his mask. Unpeels all of his mask and his goggles. The sun rises on his barren wasteland of a life. Now he opens a little fridge and finds an, an ice-cold Coca-Cola. Oh, that looks so good. No matter what the future may bring, enjoy Coca-Cola. Then it says end transmission. Uh, I will say the cinematography is really good, and at the end, like it really makes you want to coke. You feel hot and sweaty and dirty, and yeah. it looks so refreshing. But I don't really get but that's it. That's not the point, and the point I think is a little bit lost there. Uh, although I think it's trying to do something interesting, which is he fell asleep. It's the caffeine. He should, he's keep he's now drinking the coke to stay awake throughout oh, really? through his shift. Yeah, 
Oh. Yeah. That's so interesting. I think like they could have done a little bit. More. I think it's an interesting idea because that's not usually the the thing that Coke pitches as mm-hmm. its um as its selling point. It's like it's about relationships or it's about refreshment. Mm-hmm. Um, or burping. <laughs> that would be an interesting approach. Uh-huh. Um, but this one, you notice he was asleep. It was because he was asleep that like everything went haywire. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think they should have shown him somehow like starting to fall asleep again. I mean, they, there's a lot of you could you could tighten that up. There's some fat in oh, there sure, that yeah. you could like tighten up. Then you have him sit down and start to fall asleep again, and yes. then he goes yeah. and gets the coke. Yeah, definitely needs that. If, if it is the caffeine they're trying to sell there, because what they sold me on was the refreshment. Like that just seemed, that just seemed really refreshing. Like you've just been through something. You're hot. You're sweaty. You're covered in like this leather. You've peeled off these masks. Like that just made me want to coke, not to stay yeah. awake, but just because it looked incredibly well, refreshing. And I don't have to, it doesn't have to be necessarily yeah. mutually exclusive either. But I do think that that's the point of that one. All right. And I guess we just have this one more category that I disagree with. Uh, <laughs> avoid sexual innuendo. Uh, right. And, and this, uh, you know, this article makes the case that, that sexual innuendo is kind of the, often the first place that a filmmaker's mind goes, especially mm-hmm. for a joke or for yeah. something to get your attention, that it's kind of like the laziest, lowest hanging fruit and that it's usually not what advertisers are looking for and it doesn't always, you know, it doesn't translate as uh, as cheekily or as sexily as you think it's going to. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, Anthony Bellidi, who I think made this one for Heineken, really proves that point really? admirably. Mm-hmm. Um, this is again. I'm so sorry. Like all of these, there's very few of these with with uh, with dialogue. This is a woman and a man at a fairly fancy party. It looks like maybe it's a wedding reception or or at least a kind of a, a high end cocktail party kind of place. Um, and the woman is drinking a martini the man is drinking a heineken from a green bottle he she sees him drink the heineken and then she helps herself to a heineken but then while he's watching her she essentially begins to fillet the bottle oh and it's and and then as she's doing that i mean not deep throating it or anything but like pretty gross Mm -hmm. in my opinion I mean, who would even do that? <laughs> you can cut that out. Um, I won't. <laughs> uh, you know, as she's sort of like making out with this bottle, let's say, um, he is basically getting off watching her across the room. And then at the end, they meet and like toast or share a drink. It is gross. Right. And not because I don't like sex. I'm very sex positive. This is gross. People in town now just wake up to see her for when she smiles they all They're making eyes at each other she's sipping her martini he's getting a beer she's getting a beer across the room still She gives him like a little cheers to you Now she's really giving him eyes oh now she's going to town on that bottle Yeah she's licking the rim a little bit She's like rubbing it all over her neck and face Oh, now she's, yep, yep, mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so, it's not even remotely subtle. And his reaction just gets grosser and grosser. Well, yeah. 
He's and about to. He looks, his face is going to explode. The person p- pouring the martinis is now overflowing the mar- martinis. Yep. Oh man, yeah, no, he is and now. And then he shakes ca- up his beer so much that he has an explosion. Foam explodes out of his beer. Are you getting it? And now they're having another beer. If the, if smoking were more common, this commercial would have ended with them smoking right, cigarettes. Right, both having a cigarette. With, with a exactly. Heineken, yeah. So that, I would just like to say um, to Anthony Bellidi, I really feel like you've made that point yeah. that it is not always a great idea. This one I had to share with you because it's so bonkers. This now, last one? This is our last this one. This is our right? last For one. Axe this, <laughs> as I wrote in the notes. Um, it starts out as torture porn and then it just becomes regular porn. Oh. So, you know... I guess you wanted to move in that direction. I would be bummed out <laughs> if I was watching regular porn and then became torture porn. But I don't know that that's a universal statement and I'm actually trying to figure it out on the fly here. So, this is, a, you know, Axe Body Spray. And, of course, Axe famously has had very sexy ads mm-hmm. and often, like, very risque ads. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a scene with a man... Uh, tied to like a steel table he's got duct tape over his mouth and all around him are instruments of torture like from a from saw or hostel or one Mm -hmm. of those kind of movies where someone like has a you know a drill and a hatchet and all kinds of gross stuff a very sexy but severe looking woman comes in she's got an eye patch over one eye um and she's getting ready to like torture him with the drill or whatever but then she smells his axe body spray. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. So you're just hearing mm. him, like, you know, freaking out about the fact he's about to be tortured. There's like a bucket of blood and guts over his head that's dripping. It's pretty scary it's, stuff. It's really scary. I mean, it's way too scary for television. I mean, the, like the drill and the hammer and stuff all have blood dripping all over them. Now she smells his axe body spray. She's smelling them all up and down. Now it's about to get sexy in here. Oh, now she's straddling him. Takes off all of her, like, murderer gear. Oh, she's really hot underneath. She let her hair down. Underneath she, her eye patch. She took off her eye and patch. And her murderer's gar and her, and her leather uh, apron. And now she's wearing a bustier. She's leaning down. She's uh, taken off his um, the tape off of his face, and now she's about to kiss him. But it sounds like she just got interrupted. Am I right about this? Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> so now we see. <laughs> I guess a great punchline. Her nerdy assistant, some guy with a bow tie this and glasses. With, this guy with a with a short sleeved uh, like gingham shirt. And a bow tie and glasses who just looks couldn't look like he looks like he belongs, you know, uh, just sitting in a coffee shop somewhere, has a bloody apron on. And he comes in with like a big knife because he's there for the for the killing party. Yeah, we're not here to be having sex. Yeah. So, OK, let's pick it up there. again. What are you doing? Spray more. Die less. <laughs> <laughs> At the very end, you hear a chainsaw, but that's just like kind of off camera, yeah. just knowing that torture is going and, on. And then the nerdy killer guy uh, sprays himself with axe because I guess he would rather uh, get lucky with his 
co-murderer. Yeah, I do like. His, I do his, like spray more, die less as a tagline. And also his uh, delivery, as you pointed out, on what are you doing? <laughs> is pretty good. So I, although I think you should not lead with sex, and I think the Heineken one was a mm-hmm. he, was really terrible. Um, the Axe body spray one sort of makes me yeah. laugh in the end, and, like and the it. sexuality in it is like so over the top. It's as over the top as the violence, Uh you know? Do you know what she was using on him? I don't. Her sexuality. (laughs) I just said that for you, not the listeners. Nobody knows that joke except us. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind Do I say camera funny? I'm just going to say just, every... We'll just quote 30 Rock for the rest <laughs> yes, of the hour. Exactly. All right. You are very... You, uh, this weekend, broke into our usual weekend programming yes. to tell me all about this uh, post on Facebook that you were really excited about. I did. Special thank you to listener Jenna. Um, she writes on Facebook, I was looking at some premium vanilla ice cream earlier and their copy said they proudly used only vanilla beans that were hand pollinated and it really set off my bullshit meter. <laughs> so I did 0.5 seconds of research and found uh, out found out the, the following. Thanks, ATM. I wouldn't have been able to do it without you. And what she found, and I went to the actual site that she linked to or that she that she found a little thing thing about, is that almost all vanilla is hand pollinated. <laughs> Everybody else's tobacco is poisonous. Lucky Strikes is toasted. It's all toasted. But what I'm really grateful for, and this has nothing to do with commercials, is that I learned all about vanilla orchids <laughs> today, and I want to share what I learned. Um, so vanilla is the second most expensive spice on the planet, just behind saffron. Oh, we have this a little is, bit of saffron, and that stuff was super teeny, expensive. It's a yeah. teeny amount. We've had it for years now, but I'm scared to even like touch it because I'm scared. It's, it's gonna... probably not even good anymore, yeah. but yeah, I should find a way to use that. Uh, this is, by the way, from vanillapura.com, so yeah. any mistakes uh, are theirs because I'm borrowing uh, wholesale from them. But listen to the story. So... How did vanilla come to be if it had to be hand-pollinated, right? Like, it didn't evolve to have people pollinating it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is how. Uh, it was first used, uh, sort of, not commercially, but for for flavor by the Totonics, which was an indigenous people in Mexico, in Veracruz. Um, and then when the Spanish uh, explorer, uh, I don't know if explorer is the preferred term anymore, but when Cortez came to uh, the Americas, came in contact with the Totonics, in the 14th century, he brought a bunch of the he brought a bunch of vanilla back to Spain with him. Mm-hmm. Right, it was a new flavor for Europe. That was a good smelling boat trip. back. I bet it was. Yeah, um, better than the average, sure, yeah, surely. Right. Um, so, but the vanilla. So in in Europe, the vanilla plant grew no problem. It would like take root and grow. And it, the vanilla uh, is it actually an orchid. So it's like this vine that has this like long sort of white yellow orchid uh, mm-hmm. flower hanging off of it. Um, but it kept not producing the beans mm. that actually like that you make the spice from and they couldn't figure out why it's because there's this one type of bee the the way that the uh, a, an orchid a vanilla orchid is hermaphroditic which means it has female and male parts and in order for the pollen to get from the one part to the other part something has to physically bring get the mm-hmm. pollen like moved within the, sing, within the a single flower close yeah. the circuit and there's this but it's really hard to do because of the shape of the stamen and all the stuff in there 
Um, this is a sexy show. I know, right? Well, I watched this video today. I'm not kidding. Did you have to close your office door? It was very explicit. It was like all about hand pollinating vanilla flowers. Uh-huh. And it really felt, I mean, it was, you know, it's, it is very sexual, uh-huh. basically, is what I'm saying. Kind of like something that horse trainers sometimes have to do to their horses. I mean, uh, kind of, <laughs> yeah. You, you use this toothpick to like fold down the flap and mm. then, you know, squeeze the stamen. It's crazy. Um, so there's this bee, there's this one bee, not all bees can do this, called the melipona bee. Mm-hmm. And because the because the flower is so specialized, they've evolved to be super specialized. So they're the only animal or the only the only natural way for the for the flower to to pollinate. So they didn't bring bees back with them to Spain. They just brought the plant. They mm-hmm. crushed they didn't know. Yeah. So they're growing all these flower they're growing all these vanilla plants trying to get the bean out, but they don't have the bees. So then they learned that with like a little toothpick style of stick, you can open up, you open up mm. each, an individual flower. And that's why it's so expensive. It's like so labor intensive. Mm. You open up an individual flower, fold down the little flap, and then like smash the the pollen to part together mm. with the the sex parts together. Oh, yeah, basically. they'd be smashing. Uh, yeah, they're smashing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But why don't they just... Why don't they just bring the bees over now? Because they're basically extinct. What? They may already be extinct. Oh, bees are really having some issues. Bees are having issues, yeah. Um, so ban- vanilla beans today are literally on life support, according to v- this le- website. They would be largely non-existent without the help of human hand pollination. Um, ongoing research taking place to hopefully find a, hopefully find a solution. Uh, in the meantime, vanilla beans will continue to be one of the most expensive and difficult spices to harvest in the world. And... Extra fun fact: the they're not the the flower is only open for less than a day, so you have like a tiny window where you can do this like what is their cycle open for a day, and then how long do you have to wait? Like that's the one for, that's the day for that flower. Really? Yeah. Um. So when you buy vanilla extract, is it often just like chemicals that are yeah. um, just like made to taste like? Yeah, vanilla? I'll usually spend the money to get the real stuff, and uh-huh. I ex- expect it's like incredibly diluted. Yeah, but yeah, most most of the stuff that's like if it's cheap, it's made from chemicals. See, we started with torture porn, went to regular porn, and then we ended on flower porn. Flower porn. All right, should we leave it there? Yeah. You can sell anything. That was a very speckle show, Genevieve. Thanks for putting it together. <laughs> what do you mean my puns are tortured? Uh, that was that was good. I actually I don't know what we're gonna call this one. I was I was wrong. Oh yeah, my that's a tough one, yeah, huh? Something. We'll think of it. Yeah. Take a chance on me. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the Facebook group, to those of you who are new. As you can see, there's a lot of cool stuff happening there, a lot of interesting rabbit holes to go down. Please join if you have not and you would like to be part of that fun group. Uh, email us at after these messages show at gmail or call us at 607-444-5597. And quick shout out, you were on my other podcast. Oh, right. We need a cross promote. That's right. That I do with Hannah Brooks Olson. It's a show mostly about cleaning and just having fun and lifestyle stuff. And I'll post a link to that act. on the Facebook group. But too. if you like Genevieve, um, and I, I think you'll like Hannah a lot too. It's a really fun show. I, I try to get out of the way as much as possible <laughs> on that one. So that was great. Thanks for doing it. You can find that at a. Sp- 
Spotless Pod, I think is the website. I should know that. And uh, also on your on your podcatchers. So good. Awesome. And uh, I guess we'll just leave it there and we'll talk to you guys next Tuesday. Yep. All right. Bye. I've gooey foodies, zoobies in my poopy. They all like, well, Heems, you too proud. I'm like, you would be too if you had the juice now. Hey, yo, the government is lies, son. United States of Google, Verizon. They all spies, son. I'm Pisces rising. And you ain't Hoover, you suck like James Dyson.